Welcome to Real Talk Manitoba, a podcast bringing you monthly insights into all things real estate from Manitoba Realtors. Thanks so much for joining us for episode nine of Real Talk Manitoba. I'm your host, David Von Mayenfeldt. In this episode, we will explore the landscape of commercial real estate in Manitoba. I'm pleased to welcome two commercial realtors and MREA members, Wes Schallenberg and Trevor Clay. Gentlemen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Trevor, almost everyone we talk to seems to know a residential realtor and perhaps a little something about the industry too, but evidently commercial is a different ballgame. How would you explain it to people what it is that you do? Well, from my perspective, every day is very different. And that's part of the fun of, of the business is you really get to engage with clients, understand what makes their business succeed, where the risks are, where the, the pitfalls are, and really help them execute on their commercial real estate strategies, whether that means their investment strategies, their business strategies, really help them from an execution standpoint protect their interests. Every day we get to engage with clients with very different interests and learn about their businesses, learn what makes them go. And that to me is the most rewarding and enjoyable aspect of of our business. Can you talk about the current commercial landscape in Manitoba? I think the last two years in talking to all of our colleagues in the industry, has certainly been the, the busiest we've ever seen. Certainly 2020 was a, a very strange year. We were all stuck at home. We certainly saw a dramatic slowdown in business. People put plans on hold. And then we saw the world in 2021 realize that the business community, that the economy was going to move forward and started to execute on their plans. Investors started to buy real estate again. Tenants started to expand again. Really in, in all sectors, you know, everybody that I've spoken with saw 2021 as as their best year in the business. And 2022, at least year to date, has reflected what we saw in 2021. Wes, can I ask you to build a little bit on what Trevor has mentioned here and talk about how the COVID pandemic impacted the commercial market and how the industry pulled through? I think, I mean, this business is very, uh, go through a lot of cycles. The pandemic has caused people to reflect on their business. It caused them to save quite a bit of money from a uh, contractor point of view. It made people a lot busier. People were starting to, if we're going to, what we call cocoon in our homes, we're going to need renovations. And that has a, a very broad reaching. Uh, you know, if you're a general contractor in the renovation business right now, if you're not busy, then you're doing something wrong. So there's all this pent-up demand, and I think that's what Trevor alluded to, especially in the industrial segment. And the office segment still trying to figure itself out. Winnipeg is the 81st largest metropolitan area in, in North America, which means there are 80 other competing jurisdictions in the continent. What are some of the challenges Manitoba faces in the commercial market from a competitiveness standpoint? I think our we're probably our own worst enemy. A couple of years ago, I went up to a Churchill by a train and it was full of Americans and Australians. And, and I just heard how wonderful Winnipeg was. They all loved our downtown. They all loved the, the sites and the zoos and everything else. And I think we got to be reminded that this place is pretty good, but our, our civic government isn't making it that much. It, 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 it's not as attractive as other cities. Trevor, do you agree, disagree? Anything to add? From a commercial real estate perspective, the challenges are different in each 
segment of the market in industrial, the biggest challenge we're faced with is a lack of serviced and zoned industrial land within the city limits. We're seeing a lot of development happen in the RM of Rosser, in the RM of McDonald. But if you look around for uh, service zoned industrial land truly within the city limits, there's there's just not enough of it. And uh, our city and our province aren't moving fast enough to really support the servicing requirements of, of sites within the city limits. That's our biggest challenge, certainly on the industrial side, on the office side. I think we need certainly to attract as many of those growing head office type businesses like the Skip the Dishes of the world that have been a major Winnipeg success story. We're not seeing these massive growth companies, businesses and investors that want to invest in Canada typically look at at the MTV markets being Montreal, Toronto, Vancouver as their main focus. Winnipeg becomes a secondary market, but we've proven that we're a, a stable secondary market with a very diverse economy. And that diversity is, has treated us well over time. We don't see those major booms or busts. So can I flip the question around on you and, and maybe ask a, a bit more about that diversity and, you know, the key market advantages or selling points that we have here in the different segments of the commercial market? With respect to our competitiveness, it really starts with cost of living still extremely reasonable. We've got excellent talent, young talent, educated talent in terms of the workforce. From a commercial real estate standpoint, the cost of real estate is still quite reasonable Rents in office space are quite reasonable. Parking costs are quite reasonable. Energy costs are extremely reasonable in Manitoba. Still, even though everybody's noticing their hydro bills are are, are going up, they're still quite low relative to the rest of, of Canada. So uh, we have a lot of things going for us, certainly, that make Winnipeg and Manitoba a competitive place to do business. Wes, I'm going to turn back to you. Trevor talked a bit about the affordability advantage, labor location, some of the key selling points we have here in in Manitoba. What else would you talk about if you're, you know, if you're talking to an American client or a client elsewhere in Canada, how would you sell them on the market here? Well, I I think it's quality of life. It it really depends on so many things, but I mean, our commute times are wonderful natural resources. I mean, we're a city where you know, in an hour or two, you can go to some of the finest lake country in the world. Even, you know, I always get in this conversation with somebody from Calgary. Calgary cannot grow tomatoes in a garden in their backyard. It's too cold. They can do it in pots. But our summers are just wonderful. And our winters are bearable, except the last one. And, and so it's really quality of life. And I, I think, uh, especially when I talk to young people, I mean, I have five adult children and they're all working here. And I think part of it is because of a quality of life. I mean, uh, $75,000 a year salary in Winnipeg would have to be at least 100 or more in Toronto and just for the same lifestyle. So Wes, if you're a business owner, perhaps talking to a shopkeeper, how can a commercial realtor help them grow their business? Well, I think they know their business, but we know the commercial market. So taking the expert from one, it becomes a partnership team. And we know every aspect of commercial real estate. We have to know about construction. We have to know about power consumptions. We have to know about parking ratios. We have to know about the the city of Winnipeg or the RMs, different bylaws, et cetera. So we take their goals and we align them to what's out there. And together we can make it work. For example, um, if someone's in a retail, if let's say they're in a, uh, there's a restaurant 
we will find them a location that will give them the highest revenue per rent. It may not be the cheapest, but it'll be the highest revenue. And so in retail, the location is all about sales, as an example. And a lot of people don't realize that, where in a manufacturer, it might be about where the, the talent is, where is the skilled, reliable workforce, where can they take a bus? Because the HR cost is the biggest cost of business. So if you can get a handle on your HR with the right location and the right facility, whether it's office-based retail or manufacturing, you're going to save money and you're gonna, it's going to help you recruit good talent. Can you pick one or two segments of the market and give us a look ahead on how do you expect the market to unfold in the months ahead? Uh, I'm, I'm actually feeling quite bullish right now about uh, the return of the office market. We're finally starting to see tenants wake up and, and stretch their arms and start to tour spaces again. We're seeing suburban tenants looking at downtown, seeing it as a, an exciting place to do business. We're seeing, again, just tenants touring spaces, people looking at buildings that, that hadn't happened at all in a very long time. And that's very exciting to see. And I'm not saying that the office market's going to suddenly jump from 15% vacancy to 5%, but I think we're seeing a, a return of interest. So I'm excited to see the downtown come back to life this summer. Industrial is an easy one. Uh, I think the interest in the industrial market, both from an investment and from a, a tenant perspective, is going to continue to be extremely, extremely strong. Rents are going to continue to grow. Values are going to continue to be extremely strong. And, I, and there's no reason to believe that's going to slow down. Wes, do you have anything to add maybe on, uh, on the retail side of the market? There's a lot of demand for service retail right now things that you will never get from the internet. You won't get your teeth cleaned. You won't get a massage. You won't get your hair done. There is a, it's always going to be a need for personalized service. That's where the uh, demand is. I mean, I think the downtown will come out okay because people want it to be downtown because it was a good place to recruit people. If you're a large accounting firm and, and you're looking for quality people, a lot of times they're right across the street. And if you're going to try and move those people from across the street to a suburban location, it'll be a little tougher. So Wes, you mentioned 36 years in the industry. Am I, am I correct? Correct. Do you have a story or a, perhaps a personal account that uh, you know, maybe you help someone locate here or relocate here? Do you have a memory that, that particularly stands out? I mean, there's just too many to remember. You know, I think one of the uh, couple of nice deals I did was with uh, Steinbeck Credit Union when they were looking in Winnipeg for a uh, an ATM. Lo and behold, they landed their big Southwest Winnipeg location, and then they built their East Winnipeg location. So I think that's a great thing to see the market create all those new jobs. How about you, Trevor? Do you have a you know fun, heartwarming, or rewarding story? One of the the funny ones that comes to mind. As I was working with Brock White, they had two facilities in Winnipeg. They wanted to consolidate them. And I remember I went for a ride with uh, Sean Rokan at the time, who was working with Bentall Kennedy. They are a fairly large industrial landlord. And I was talking to him about how Brock White needed this 100,000 square foot location. And he wanted to drive me around of all of their sites to show me which buildings might be options for, for Brock White. And we're driving around Inkster Park. We came up to the corner of, of Kiwaiton and Burroughs, and suddenly there was a more guard for lease sign on what used to be the Chrysler Distribution Center uh, for their parts at 879 Kiwaiton, and it's at 100 and 
2,000 square feet for lease on 7.2 acres of land. And he just kind of put his head down and, and laughed and said, well, there's your building. There, there you go. And uh, it still took about a year and a bit to put a lease together, but we were able to convince Brock White to, to lease that building on a long-term basis, but it all sort of came from, <laughs> it came from a car ride with another landlord who knew he'd immediately lost competition for that tenant. So that was probably one of the funnier stories. Excellent. Well, before we wrap up here, is there anything either of you would like to add for our listeners? When I was selling my house, I could have sold it myself, but I hired a residential realtor because it's like walking into a a law firm, each law law firm, they might have a specialist for family law. They have one for Wilson Estates. They might have one for corporate. They might have one for real estate. They have residential specialists. And the same thing with uh, real estate in general. You got to go to somebody that knows what lane they're in. It's a, it's a real team approach. The other thing that I would add, I guess, to that as well, Wes, is, is the uh, the cost of missteps in deals is extremely high, uh, whether that means legal fees or paying you know rents that are too high or it, there's a lot of uh, if, if you go through a, a transaction and, and that tra- transaction doesn't proceed, it's often very expensive for all parties. So it, it's really important to really have a have a good advisor who can, certainly identify all the pitfalls in a deal and try to help you work through them. And that's really what, what we try to do. Well, Trevor and Wes, thank you so much for being guests on the podcast and for sharing your insights with us on the commercial market. To our listeners, thank you for joining us on episode nine of Real Talk Manitoba. My name is David von Mayenfeld, and please stay tuned for the next episode and even more great discussion on the real estate market in Manitoba. 